Hello and welcome to Common Enlightenment. I'm Zach, that's Hayden, and we are the podcast that teaches everyday knowledge to people like you. How you doing, Hayden? I'm doing well, Zook Zook. How are you? I'm doing fantastic today. You want to know why I'm doing so fantastic, Hayden? Why are you talking so fast? Why are you so fantastic? Because I'm trying to pitch this podcast to you. Okay, pitch it to me. All right. Tell me why it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one because we're talking about my favorite beverage of all. Coffee. Coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was a joke. Yeah, thanks. For calling me an alcoholic. No, I wasn't. I'm Appreciate sorry, it. I wasn't trying to go there. Yeah, leave. <laughs> well, Hayden left. I'm back. So. Oh, he's back. Oh, my gosh. Magic. David Blaine over here. <laughs> that was a funny video. That was hilarious. All right, let's move on. So, we're moving on. <laughs> I'm talking about pot, coffee today. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. That's my, uh, my absolute favorite beverage of all. I'm currently drinking some right now, and it is uh, a mediocre blend. Some mediocre Brookshire's blend. Yeah, it's actually not a blend, actually. It's just a Kona. Well, then what are you talking about? It's a Kona variety. Um, but yeah, so anyways, though, Hayden, today we're talking about what specifically in coffee? Specifically, first, second, and third wave coffee, and what separates third wave from specialty. Exactly. Because they run together. They do, and they shouldn't. They should, but they're not the same thing. So we'll get there, but we're going to talk about first wave first. Yes. So is there anything you want to specify about first wave? So first wave um, was really based off of... Um, let's let's talk about before first wave. Okay. Because when yeah, I was I researching this, <clears throat> what I didn't understand was like, the zeroth wave because there's a wave before that, maybe even a yeah, two. it hasn't <laughs> even been, hadn't even been named, so we'll <clears throat> call it the half wave. Yeah, so I guess we can call first wave Folgers or yep. Maxwell House. Yep. Um, because it the first wave uh, gave coffee um, to America in a commodity form. So it was something that was bought as cheaply as it it could be bought and sold for as much as it can be sold. Right. So before that, um, basically just intellectuals in countries other than the U.S. were drinking coffee. Yeah. Um, You said intellectuals and other countries in the U.S.? No, no, no. Or intellectuals (laughs) in other countries in the U.S.? In other countries other than the U.S. And also... Um, some of the poorest people were drinking coffee, ironically enough. Right. Because well, because they, they were on the farms. Yeah, they were on the farms, the and they just had them. Yeah. So, right. like, you have, ironically enough, and before coffee, you have <coughs> some of the poorest of poor people. Right. Who, you know, um, really take pride in their trade, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, they make coffee, and they would sell it for really cheap. And they would drink coffee, and that was right. just kind of the workman's beverage. Mm-hmm. And then there was kind of a gap from everyday users, and then you have the most expensive intellectuals that are like shipping it from all over the world to get it to their countries and like in, in uh, like England and stuff like that. Right. Um, so something to clarify before we move on is that these waves are not necessarily certain points in time. They're different culture adaptations that 
bring us to where we are today. Yes. So when we talk about first wave, that cultural ad- adaptation was the commodification of coffee and the industrialization of the product. And so yep. before that, we can kind of segment even further, which I don't really know why it's not, but I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> so we'll coin the term so then uh, we can make money off it. All right. It. So we'll go we'll go zero and then negative one because that's it just, it just runs together. So cool. the, z- the negative one was like when coffee was found and grew to Pope Gregory, right? Remember? I believe so. Yeah. Or it, it's taken. It's been a while. Since no, that was the Gregorian calendar. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no, not well, King Gregory. Well, there was a pope though that accepted it, and that's oh, why it's um, so. Yeah, because they used to think that it was a drug. Well, it is, but it's not. It's not viewed as a drug. Right. It's not like. They said it was like Satan's drink beforehand, yeah. and, and then, then the Pope, pope was like, Heck yeah, yeah, boys, <laughs> let's do this. And then he drank the devil's nectar and right. was like, this is actually good. Yeah, send it out to the people, or whatever <laughs> he said. Um, and then there was like what we talked about before the first wave of the intellectuals drinking it, you know, and conversing in their penny uh were those Penny called? universities. Penny universities, yeah. So there was that, and then when it came over to the U.S. and it was industrialized after World War II into Folgers and Maxwell House. <coughs> it was before that, I think, actually. I think Folgers and Maxwell House came in the 30s, the end of the 30s. Like 1938 is one I want to say. Okay. But it really got popularized in World War II because they would ship this kind of stuff to the... To the soldiers. Soldiers and stuff It would like be that, part so. of their, what's it called? <coughs> like uh, rations or Their rations, like perfect, yeah. yeah. Because along with their food, it was just counted as another, like, necessity for yep. people because, like, in the, you know, trenches, it would keep them awake and it was just yep. something. Coffee and cigarettes. Yeah, coffee <laughs> Which cigarettes. is still, to this day, it's a, it went away for a while, but it's suddenly becoming more popularized what? with uh, the whole coffee and cigarettes trend. If you ever go to like a coffee shop, you usually see like some hipster dude sitting outside. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, hmm. cigarette consumption has gone up recently, which is kind oh, of oh really? Yeah, it really. Oh, has. I didn't know that. Yep. Interesting. Um, I think it's slowly starting to go down though in this past couple of years. But like back in 2012 to 2014, like consumption of cigarettes went up quite a lot. Hmm. We're skipping ahead of ourselves here, but all right, so. <laughs> first wave. First wave coffee. Industrialization, commodification of coffee in yes. the Folgers and Maxwell House. So second wave is the is the Starbucks wave. Yep. So they so first wave was all about getting uh popular getting coffee popular with the masses. And second wave was companies in Seattle mostly. Um you have what are the what are the there's Starbucks, um, Pete's Coffee also came from Seattle I believe. Pete's yeah. Um, you have a bunch of different coffee shops that are coming from Seattle that decided to take th- basically what they saw in Folgers, and put that into the coffee house spectrum, and have it to where some it it's more of an environment now instead of just yeah. a. And they they got that from, like, uh the uk yes or the uh because that was a it was actually europe a big thing in the uh remember the this um stock market podcast that we did yeah 
Um, we talked about how the first stock market ever um, was actually a coffee and tea house mm -hmm. that they bought out. And yeah, so it was still right. popularized in there. Right. And so it was kind of like a community where they got together, got coffee. I mean, they bought stuff, obviously. Right. But it w yeah, it's definitely like a trend of um, having this kind of community with each other. And so that's where um, quote unquote enjoyment came from, yeah, from right. coffee. I say that with quotes because, I mean, um, people really did try to branch out and, you know, get different syrups that mended well with coffee and add milk to coffee and try to figure out ways to make things sweeter and taste more appealing to the masses. Right. Um, and so it was really just about enjoying the coffee and everything. Right. Um, it, it, it's without cool. effort. Yeah, you know? it's pretty cool because the transition from first wave to second wave you saw it was huge like it w there wasn't a, a lot of change in the coffee uh, there wasn't change in the yeah. coffee quality um but you still saw people getting together and drinking over a cup of coffee regardless of like way, them yeah. tasting specialty coffee or you know going back in time and or back t to where they were and drinking this just i mean this cup of brown sludge yeah <laughs> and they they were still enjoying like the time you know with their friends and stuff. So that's pretty cool. And that's, that's still where we are today, but we're, 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 we'll get into it. Yeah. I guess now. Yeah, you for sure. Um, third wave. Well, I mean, in between second and third wave though, right about smack dab in the middle of that in the late eighties, people started to really want, um, to know where their coffee was coming from. Yeah. And so, um, I forget what it's called. It's like the World Trade Asso Organization, I think, the WTO from the UN, I believe. I'm not sure. Um, basically, they it was actually a big issue to where they um, pushed for, like, fairly traded coffee or whatever. Okay. And fairly traded right. stuff. Um, which put into place the Fair Trade Commission, something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm butchering this right That's now. Right. But um, basically, they really wanted... Um, they really wanted to be able to um, know where their coffee was coming from yep. and know that the people were getting paid well. Right. And so that was kind of the push for everything there where they said, um, you know, we need this is something that we really want to know. And so, like, where does this coffee come from? Why is this called the Sumatra blend? Why is this called, you know, um, why are these called Arabica beans and, you know, Kona beans and yeah, different stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Like, I... I, as a personal consumer, don't know, so I want to know more, basically. So it's like where the consumer wanted to know more, and they wanted more information, so they basically gave it to them. Yeah, and you can also categorize the third wave as re the relationship wave, because yes. along with wanting to know where your coffee comes from, you want to build that relationship with the farmer that you get mm -hmm. your coffee from, yeah. or the roaster that <coughs> you, you're getting your coffee from, for your shop or just your home, um, you're building these relationships and making sure that everybody is getting, you know, paid or compensated to where they can right. make a living off of that. For sure. So that's the whole fair trade thing. And that's, that's where, that's where third wave coffee comes from is the relationship aspect, um, of coffee. Never tell you about, uh, my friend from Sky Ranch that works at a coffee shop and he actually went over to help out farms. No. It was really cool. I don't know if his work paid for it or not. I think, I I mean, don't take my word on it, but I think they did. Um, basically paid for his flight for, like, basically an entire semester. And it was oh, right yeah. during um, 
like growing and harvesting season for coffee. Okay. And so he actually got to go to the farm that they buy their coffee from and they Sweet. roast. And so he got he got to go to that farm, got to pick the, you know, cherries and everything like that, see how everything goes on, see Heck how yeah. like they're paid well and yeah. <coughs> then they showed him the whole process of fermentation to, you know, sun drying and yeah. all that whole nine yards. It That's was so stinking cool. Yeah. Where does he work? Uh Westcliff and Denton. Denton. I don't know about that. That's pretty yeah. sweet though. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I started listening to this podcast called Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Yep. And they're all about like they're all about um work like investing into their employees. So they'll they do a lot of lot of training. Yeah. And they'll go to like Disney to get some training because they do training at Disney. Which is crazy. <clears throat> and they'll send their they'll send people to the single origin places yeah. where they get their coffee. I think that's so cool. It's super cool. And I, those guys are stinking cool. I will say like cat and cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all should check them out for sure. It's, it's really interesting that, um, like their heart that they have for coffee and like for people. Right. And I mean, I don't know if these guys are Christians or not. I mean, uh, I'm, I, Jared, I saw on his Instagram that it says Jesus is real, but um, I don't think Chris is. Yeah, I don't know if Chris was or not, but regardless, I mean, the heart for the people that these guys have is yeah. impeccable. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's beautiful to it listen is, to. It is, for sure. Because you definitely, it, it's funny because they're from California and mm-hmm. like listening to their, you know, Californian accent, like they're about <laughs> to go surfing is hilarious, but they're really... They're really amazing guys, and I'd yeah. love to meet them one day. For sure. And um, <coughs> they just love their employees, and they love the, – they they are the – the what am I trying to say? Like Example? The example of third-wave coffee. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're the prime example of that. So uh, – But, yeah, it's so crazy to think about, like, coffee shops wanting to pay for the employees to know more about coffee and stuff like that because, mm-hmm. like – even still to this day, I mean, coffee is kind of expensive. You know, you go to, you go to your local like Silver Grizzly or Joe Pine or something, and it's like what four bucks for a cappuccino, basically. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so they're only making their profit margins like what? Pretty low. Two dollars yeah. and twenty five cents maybe. Yeah. And so with that, you know, being said and everything, like, you have to the sell money that this. it costs to train these people yeah, into right. having like really good quality products right it's crazy yeah like how much they spend on it. yeah they don't have a lot of money to spend on doing that type of things but if you think about it it is an investment because like that's lower turnover for your employees so you can keep investing into these people that are yeah. actually doing the work for you so if you keep investing into them and they stay longer and longer like your company is going to grow right. and you know and that's why you still see people at the foundry that have been working there for since they opened the doors, you know. Yeah, and everybody, everybody years. wins in that type Six of situation, and so that is the essence of third wave coffee, and that's where culture's going. Seems yeah, like for real, which is awesome. So when it's a win-win, it means that you win. So it's a win-win-win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was an office reference. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't remember that. Uh, that's all right. There's a lot to remember, though, about the office, so you might be For right. For sure. For sure, dude. For sure. Okay, so specialty coffee and how oh, it's yeah, different I totally forgot from about that. third wave. So 
I heard somewhere about specialty coffee being like on on a point scale from zero to one hundred being a an eighty or above. But when I was studying for this podcast, yeah. researching, I did not find that scale anywhere. But what I did find was the the every step from planting coffee tree yep. to harvesting to to milling to fermenting to uh, packaging sending mm-hmm. to the roaster to roasting sending to the coffee shop or whatever brewing um, or grinding and then brewing all has to meet these guidelines of basically fair trade not it's not about fair trade it's about like having quality practices every step of the way right so i I didn't see necessarily a a point scale on that but um you can grade that and that's from the scaa the specialty coffee association of america yes right yeah specialty scaa specialty coffee association of america yeah so it's not it's not a I guess it is a point scale at some point, but the SEAA can't regulate this. They can just yes. say, like, these are practices that make specialty coffee. Right. So Maxwell and Folgers do not. Goodbye. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> they don't qualify for that. For sure. Did you want to talk about um, the potential of fourth wave? I actually found this really cool chart, and I'll, uh, I'll send it to you. Okay. But... Um, it's a such a cool little chart because it actually defines what they believe as uh, um, fourth wave coffee. Um, so, if for those of you who don't know, fourth wave coffee, I'm I'm sure we might have like one or two viewers that actually do know about fourth wave. But um, so basically, what fourth wave coffee is, um, just so y'all can be in the know, is this kind of um, new age of coffee, I guess. Um, it's so new age that they don't even know if it's real or not. Like <laughs> it's still kind of in the works and like people are like, I don't know if that's going to be like a real thing or not. And like it just seems like third wave, but they do make the distinction on this website to show what's the difference between, um, fourth and third wave. So third wave at the start of it was all about the region and in small coffee roasters and brewers and artisan shops, um, and having quality, but it wasn't really about having the direct trade with the farm. And it might have been about, you know, being organic. Um, and it might be about reinvestment. And it might be about, uh, or, and it's about like more of a status symbol. But fourth wave, the way that it really um, changes is because instead of the region and area, it's actual district and farmer. Like what actual farm and district it comes from. That small of an area. So kind of like... How from wine, if you have like uh, Napa versus um, like Stag's Leap. Well, Stag's Leap is in Napa. So you have Napa, which is like the big area, which is only like a 30-mile radius. And then you have Stag's Leap, which is like 100 acres. Yeah. Basically. So they're trying to make it like more like that to where you know exactly where it's coming. Yeah. Well, the thing about that is third wave um, – like there, there are coffee shops or micro ro- roasters that are yeah. going to these places and going to the specific lot and giving, getting 
coffee from this specific lot because it has this type of soil. It has this tree that's yeah. given, getting shade over it. So that's already happening. But where did you see that? It's on uh, District Roasters. They get they have a whole um, thing. Um, so basically, it's like a little map of everything. Um, Can I see it? Yeah. But also, um, other things that kind of play into it is um, for fourth wave, you have to have for it to be fourth wave, it has to be organic and it has to be fair trade. It has to meet all these criteria. It has to be specialty coffee. And then on top of that, the biggest thing that they talk about is reinvestment into those places. So how it's how it changes is, um, yeah, you might be giving them money or whatever, but really growing that farm and seeing that family and um, that specific family at that farm you know, grow and mature and everything like that is really mm. what they're all about. Okay. I see. Financially, that is. So, like, everything that third wave... It basically it just takes... Dabbles in. Yeah, it takes third wave, and it goes, like, full out with it. Gotcha. So, instead of, um, you know, like, third wave being about status and, like, artisan shops, this is about global improvement is what it says. So, like, really improving both the quality of coffee and then also improving the lives of the families that are selling coffee to them. Okay. Either through direct trade or, um, yeah, it has to be direct trade. So gotcha. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool interesting. Stuff. So that, that's one view of it. Uh, this other article talks about, um, fourth wave in terms of the technology that goes into brewing it. Yeah, that's another thing that's on here. So I think like we're already seeing each of these <laughs> possibilities. Yeah. But it's about like what wins, I guess. And <clears throat> I've I've seen a lot of different techno new technologies that could be, you know, brewing methods or grinding methods that's or crazy <laughs> stuff. Freaking nuts. But yeah. I don't think that's I mean, there's only so much you can do with, yeah. like, brewing coffee. So it's like, well, how I much money do you actually want to pay for that grinder? How right, much money right. do you actually want to pay for that pour-over? It's like, like you talked diminishing. about. Yeah, dim <laughs> diminishing return. It's like, come on. But this whole um, <clears throat> sustainable culture and, like, caring and loving culture that wants to make sure that every step of the way people are taken care of, yeah. that's where it's going. For sure. And I, r I really do love, like, where the experience is going with coffee. Um, and, I mean, where it's at right now, I love it. And where it's going, I think it's going to be fantastic. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Like, when we were watching on the barista competition, like, if they had something like what we saw last night with them having the water in the wine glasses yeah. that was extracted from boiling <clears throat> coffee that was already brewed... So you can taste notes in the coffee before yeah. you drink the coffee. Freaking crazy. Like, if I could have that, I would pay, like, $7 for it. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. I would, I'd pay, like, 7 bucks to watch all that happen. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know if I'd pay 8 I don't know if I'd do it again, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see like how a one time the experience thing. Yeah. is. And I might. And having that availability so you can. I, I, I really <laughs> do think that having that availability to. Um, for the customer to experience more for their coffee is really where it's going. And that's like really what we look forward to. Right. <clears throat> so let's talk more about third wave because I think okay. there's more to unpack. Okay. Let's unpack it. So 
how did we categorize it? Relationships, right? Yep. So uh, artisan shops, relationships. Right. So not only is it about where you get your coffee from, um, and how you how you brew it, and how good it is actually in the end when that customer is drinking it, it's about the interaction with that customer. Maybe while you're you know taking their order and charging their card and when they're you know walking over to the bar to grab grab their drink or watch you make it like you're describing to them where this coffee that you're making them comes from so that's the really cool part about it and it's it's about getting them involved in the process yeah letting them know what's actually going on going on behind the scenes and where the coffee comes from yeah it's really interesting (laughs) because i don't know if you feel the same way but i guess like I have to put myself in a different mindset whenever I walk into a coffee shop than it would be like going to like McDonald's or something. I know that's like a huge leap, but we're so used to in society like buying your stuff, yeah. maybe asking a question, getting a yes or no answer, and literally having that awkward silence where you're trying to throw money inside your wallet while everyone behind right. you in the line is yeah, staring yeah. at you. And, like, I've been in coffee shops before to where I'll, like, ask a question about their coffee or whatever. And I'm just expecting, like, oh, yeah, it's single origin. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah. So it comes from this little farm on top of this mountain. And it sits at yeah 3,374 meters. And that is where this coffee. Yeah. You know, and it takes, like, an extra 30 seconds. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That. Just, just give me that. Yeah. that. That's what I want. Sure, whatever. But, like. Nowadays, I'm more like, okay, I understand that that's the kind of culture that they're trying to mm-hmm. show, like that you can have in this kind of place. And the people behind us aren't are obviously. I've waited, you know, five minutes to get to the front of the line so I can talk about coffee with this guy. Yeah, like, I don't know. Why I'm sure th- everyone else is too. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I thought about this, but have you ever opened something that you got off the internet and you see made in China? Yeah. Or it shipped from China, and you're like. You touch it and you're like, "This was in China just a little while ago." Oh like, yeah, this is so weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's like that's the concept of third wave coffee. Like it's people funny. actually telling you where it comes from and you being amazed that man, this was wasn't there too long ago. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I thought about that, but yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I totally feel you there, um, man. Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> else? I think that's it, honestly. I mean, that's all I got about this. So, can't wait to see where the next wave of coffee will go. I'm so excited to start working at Joe Pine. I know you are. I, uh, I'm i excited to go there, honestly. <laughs> I'll make you some coffee, dude. You should. We're going to be there. We're going to spend a lot of time there this <laughs> semester. Yeah. This is our last semester of college. Yep, it is. We don't so. know where Common Enlightenment's going to go after this. We don't. I'll probably be in Colorado somewhere, and Hayden will probably be in Dallas. Yeah. So. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. <laughs> this uh, is a depressing end. This is a really depressing end. It just give me. It's just giving me anxiety just thinking about how college is ending this semester. Yeah, for uh. sure. But anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate. Gosh, why'd you have to bring that up? <laughs> well, I want people to be in the know. Like we don't know. Uh. Like if. You know, people. Pe- Lord. Ugh, wow, people are listening. Then, yeah. you know, let us know how, what you think. <sighs> let us know if we should continue on after college, I guess, <laughs> or if we should just <laughs> give this <laughs> podcast a very solemn. Like, 
okay here's here's where i'm going with this i want to own a coffee shop one day yeah so what i'm planning to do is do a podcast over my journey from and whoever comes along with me that'd be tight i would like to you know talk with and opening a business is going to be freaking hard oh yeah and i want it to be easier for people so i want to be able to give that kind of service to somebody yeah you know so that that's it's like a podcast journal yeah for sure for sure that's my idea man i'll be a roaster all right oh i'll practice a little bit yeah you should (laughs) (laughs) with your popcorn popper (laughs) oh gosh man that thing blows some heat though (laughs) man good times man that is i had a good time doing that we literally stunk up the whole ua university apartments (laughs) area it smelled like burnt popcorn. The entire thing did. Yeah. All right. We're at 29 minutes. All right. Cut wow. This off. That's it? I thought we were going over. No. Like This was a pretty short one. It has been a pretty short one, but it's been a good one. Yeah. So. All right. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, join us next time on Common Enlightenment. We're open, I believe, every Tuesday from here on because yeah. uh, we're back on campus. Thank God. Amen. So, back uh, in the studio. Yeah. See you all next tu- Tuesday. Oh, man, that was bad. See you all next Tuesday. (laughs) Stay enlightened.